Hi, before we start, just want to let you know there was a little bit of an audio issue on my end that you can hear my guest Nicole's answers loud and clear. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Bigger Than Us podcast. I'm your host, Raj Daniels, and today I'd like to welcome Nicole Grossberg to the show. Nicole Grossberg co-founded Zero Waste NYC workshop series in August of 2019 to take action against climate change by educating people on how to live a low-waste lifestyle. Nicole believes that by reducing consumption and diverting trash from landfills, humans can ultimately lower their impact on the planet. Nicole, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Raj. Nicole, thank you for being on. Nicole, where in the world are you? I am in New York City. And how's the weather up there today? It's actually quite nice today. But ironically, I don't enjoy the nice weather in the winter because, or maybe not ironically, because I'm passionate about climate change. So to me, this is scary. But I guess, you know, you got to try and take it in. (laughs) That's right. A little bit of optimism, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Nicole, I'd like to open my show by asking Mike the following question. If you were asked to share something interesting about yourself, what would it be? I think something interesting is that I actually have a master's degree in school counseling. So at one point, I thought I wanted to be a guidance counselor, which now seems so random with the work that I'm doing. Um, so I've had quite an interesting career path, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more, more about. Absolutely. So why did you want to be a school counselor? I started out my career in, I, my undergrad was in marketing, and I got a job right out of college at um, Bed Bath & Beyond in the buying office. So I was an assistant buyer um, I, and I enjoyed that job. I mean, it was a, it was a good first job out of school, but not what I expected, uh, not quite marketing the, as I thought it would be. And I just had a very bad taste in my mouth with business in general. You know, it was during the crash of 2008. So I decided I wanted to be completely different and impact the lives of students. And I went back to school to be a guidance counselor. So that is interesting. And I'm sure that some of the skills you picked up while learning about being a counselor probably apply to your business right now. Yeah. And that's kind of um, also an interesting thing is that I feel like everything's come full circle for me. So, you know, doing marketing and then working at advertising agencies for seven years and then coming back to more of like the education piece of fusing together uh, sustainability and education and um, zero waste. So I feel like maybe everything does happen for a reason because now I'm using those skill sets to talk to people about what I do and help encourage them to do this. So since you mentioned zero waste, why don't you share with the audience a little bit more about your current? Yeah, I'd love to. So my, um, my company or business is called Zero Waste NYC Workshop Series. So this started out as, you know, I started my zero waste journey about two and a half years ago. And of course, I'm not completely zero waste. I like to consider myself very low waste. Um, you know, I pretty much keep my carbon footprint as low as possible. But I started talking about it more on social media, among friends and family, and people started to get interested in what I was saying, asking me questions for tips and tricks and different things. And what brand do I buy of this? And I kind of felt like, all right, maybe I have something here. Maybe there's an audience that really wants to hear what I have to say and they want to go zero waste too. So I decided to host a workshop. I put it up on Eventbrite. And with my marketing background, I knew how to do outreach and I looked for sponsors. I reached out to brands and asked them to donate different things so I could give 
you know, do a giveaway bag and give like a kind of zero waste starter kit. Um, and then I reached out to the Foundation for New York Strongest, which is the official nonprofit for Department of Sanitation here in New York. And they were willing and excited to work with me on this first workshop. And after that, it went, it was so successful that we turned it into a series and um, we have an official partnership now through June and will probably be extended through December. That's pretty amazing. So yeah. what was your, like, what drove you to start down the zero waste? You know, it's, I don't, I can't think of one specific moment that like really like an aha moment. I think it was just more gradual for me. I mean, since I was a little kid, I was always interested in saving the planet. Like it was just something kind of inherent in me. You know, I would yell at people for littering and I was just like very into nature and wanting, you know, the earth and just felt very connected to it in a way. So I think just as I got older and started to learn more, my curiosity kind of expanded and I just got to a point where, you know, climate change became such a forefront of the conversation and I just felt like my passion grew and it's something that's extremely important to me for a reason that I can't really explain. It's just something that I feel like I'm meant to do and it's my purpose. As cheesy as that sounds, but I, I truly feel that way. No, so, not at all. I, actually, you know, the podcast is centered around this question of why and it kind of leans into that. Simon Sinek, if you will, your just cause. And I'm just always curious as to, you know, each individual's personal journey. So, you know, staying on that, that theme of why, obviously you could be doing, you know, so many other things right now with your background in marketing and counseling. So staying with that theme and your interest, have you like found anything that really has really driven you? Is it the planet? Is it the environment? What is it? Yeah, it's, it's the idea that you know, the generation before mine and mine too, I mean, has kind of ruined the planet for everybody. And it's, it's in jeopardy. It, it's to me, it's, it, it, it is the most important issue we are facing. I know there's other things like healthcare and farm policy, and I'm not big on politics other than when it relates to climate change and, um, and those specific topics. But I mean, I am aware that there's other things going on in the world, but to me, if there's no planet to live on, none of these things matter. So I just feel so strongly and passionately that it's in my power. I, I have to do something about it. If I have this skill and I know how to live low waste and zero waste and have this low impact lifestyle, it's my responsibility to share it with people and to get them on board. And, you know, if legislation is not going to be passed to have these laws banning plastic, for example, and big companies are not making changes fast enough, like then we as consumers have to act and, I feel like it's my responsibility to do so. I think that that's beautiful personal responsibility. How have you seen the issue around your business change in the past three years? So my business has only been around since last summer. So I've literally six months in, but I will say I've seen just personally with friends and family and talking to people, I've seen a much bigger response probably in the last year or two with everything coming to the forefront. And I think Greta Thunberg is a big example of that. And she's kind of really driven the conversation and gotten people interested from a mass global level. But in, within my business specifically, I've seen really, really good interest. Every month we get more and more people coming down to the workshops. Um, you know, my presence is growing on social media, people asking me questions. And it's been amazing. It's been an incredible, really fulfilling way to, to work and to see everything, everybody really excited about it and asking questions and wanting to make a difference. So what are some of the most common questions that you or have heard at your workshops? So depending on the theme of the workshop, I would say 
people have a lot of questions around compostable packaging, which is interesting because I always try and preach and tell people, you know, you want to use, you want to implement reusables in your life anyway. So it shouldn't even really be a concern, but I think a lot of it is like around takeout and, and different fast casual restaurants and their compostable packaging and kind of like the greenwashing around that. Um, a lot of people have questions around New York City specifically and recycling and composting and different rules and regulations. Um, and then around brands, they have a lot of questions about transparency. So, you know, what, how can they vet certain brands? Who do they, how do they know who to buy from? Who's doing the right thing? How do you look at their whole supply chain? We talked about that a lot in my last workshop uh, last week around fashion and beauty. You know, a, lot of, a couple of panelists were talking about how you can really see if companies are transparent. So I think, and then a lot of people ask me about recipes too. And I just had somebody direct message me on Instagram the other day and asking about how to find a low impact milk product, you know, refillable or something. So I suggested to her to make her own oat milk. So little things like that too, people ask. That are some interesting questions. You know, you mentioned yeah. greenwashing a minute ago. Can you explain a little bit more about greenwashing? Yeah, so greenwashing is kind of become a big term now that's going along with the climate crisis, but it's, it's really companies touting themselves as eco-friendly or using these buzzwords, if you will, um, around sustainability, but their practices are not really sustainable. So for example, saying you use renewable energy, well, what's the percentage of the renewable energy mix that you're running your electric off of in your office? That's just one example. You can say you use renewable energy, but maybe it's only 15% and the rest is fossil fuels. You know, is um, the, this bottle's made from post-consumer recycled plastic. Well, again, what's the percentage of that? Is it is it 25% recycled plastic and the rest is virgin plastic or is the whole bottle 100%? So it's different, you know, and then again, companies are saying, well, we're going to go zero waste by 2050, you know, looking at the kind of fine print. 2050 is very far and we don't have that much time. So companies, you know, holding themselves accountable and making these bold statements, but putting a 30 year time limit on it. So those are all examples of like, of greenwashing. And you mentioned plastic a couple of times. I think this week, or if not, I think we're speaking on March 2nd, didn't New York City just go on a plastic bag? They did. They just did a plastic bag ban that went into effect yesterday. So that's really exciting. And um, I'm obviously very happy about it. You know, I think um, it's a great start. I think we have a lot of work to do, um, especially in New York City, because we are just so populated. But it's, it's definitely a step in the right direction. And, you know, I'm really excited to see how these stores react and how many people start bringing more reusable bags around. And it should definitely be interesting to see the, the response. What's some of the commentary you've already seen? You know, I've seen mixed reviews. I've seen a lot of people be excited about it. And I've seen a lot of people push back on it in, in the sense of, you know, there's other things going on in New York or people don't think it's going to matter. Um, people, yeah, people think, you know, government should be worrying about other things and bigger things like crime and homelessness. And, um, you know, there's also a lot of exceptions for this law. It's, it doesn't apply to takeout and, um, and produce bags in groceries. So those are two really huge takeout in general, that industry alone makes up a lot of trash and waste that happens in the city. So I think you know, having those exceptions, I mean, people can still buy a paper bag for five cents. So that's using 
you know, cutting down trees and producing more paper. So there's definitely some limitations with it. That's really interesting. I didn't know about the example. Yeah. A lot of plastic bags from the takeout company. Yeah, you'll still, you'll still see them. They'll still be out there. So. so going back to your events now for a while, you mentioned some of the recipe ideas. Some of this. If you were to, let's say, we're going to give a virtual workshop right now on live on this what are some of the small steps that individuals can begin to take in their own homes? Yeah, I mean, I always say, and this is the way I did it, I really compartmentalized everything in my life and just did it one phase at a time. So first I said, well, let me look at my personal care products and skincare and shower. So I switched to shampoo and conditioner bars and a soap bar instead of buying all the different bottles. Um, you know, then I looked at my on the go, what's my routine? Let me switch to reusable coffee mugs. Let me get myself a cutlery set that I can bring with me where they, you know, these restaurants or quick service restaurants only offer plastic. Uh, then I looked at cleaning products. Then I went on to kitchen and had a zero waste in my kitchen. So I really, it, it wasn't, I didn't just do it cold turkey and just completely zero waste my life. I mean, I made changes, small steps, one at a time, and then made those habits for myself. So they became second nature and then moved on to the next piece. So I would definitely recommend people to do that and, you know, maybe take an inventory of all the things that you're consuming or wasting or buying and that you don't need to buy um, in your day, like go through the day and really make notes of it and then deconstruct it from there. The other thing I would say in a more tactical level is composting. So specifically talking to New York, I mean, you can compost anywhere, but I will say if you're in a city where you know, they have brown bins like DSNY does offer in New York, or you have drop-off sites like they do offer here as well. If you can compost, and compost can just mean keeping your scraps of food in your freezer and then dropping them off so that there's no mess or smell or anything, it is such a big impact. Uh, methane is such a damaging greenhouse gas. It's 28 to 32 more times potent than CO2. So keeping food waste out of landfills is a humongous difference. And if you want to feel like you're making a difference with a small thing, like that's the number one thing I recommend doing. That's a really interesting idea. You mentioned composting and putting food scraps in the freezer. How do you do that particularly? What kind of container do you use? How do you go about doing that? So I just use compostable plastic bags. So they are BioBag is the company. They are completely 100% compostable. So when you put it into the bin, they will break down along with the food. Some people in the zero waste world will say that that's, it's a single use bag. And technically in my mind, it's okay because it, it is breaking down, but you can put it in any type of container. You can put it in a Tupperware, you can put it in any type of bag that reusable bag that you have, and then just keep filling it up and bringing it back. So really anything works, but if you want something that's a little more convenient and easy and still have a low impact, I would say that compostable bags are a way to go. So you mentioned BioBag. Are there any other companies that you would recommend for other products? For other products? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, for shampoo and conditioner, I really like Hybar, H-I-B-A-R. They're a really good brand. Um, I would say Loop Store is a really great alternative. Uh, they are a TyroCycle company. I actually work very closely with them. But what they do is they, they do refill, refillables. So Anything from household items to skincare to um, pantry to cleaning products. You can basically what you do is you rent these items. They come in really nice packaging um, containers, really nice containers like stainless steel or glass or anything else that's really durable. Uh, they deliver it right to your door with the 
contents inside, you consume it, you put it back into your tote, they come pick it up from you, they sanitize, refill, and then bring it back. So it's this idea of not owning the item, basically renting it, consuming it, and then bringing it back so you don't have any stuff and you don't have any waste that you're producing when you're finished. So that I would definitely say if, if it's available in your area, I would highly recommend trying that out. And there's a lot of other companies that are doing things like Dulu. There's the Wally shop that just went national. They do something similar to that. You know, there's a lot of farmer's markets that now delivers in terms of food, but definitely. I will look up those companies and put links in the show notes. So Nicole, when you start on your journey, what kind of risk friends, family? I, I mean, I've gotten a really great response. I've had so much support from family. You know, I basically was working in advertising, um, you know, making good money and doing great things, but working very long hours and not feeling fulfilled whatsoever and feeling like I was doing anything that was making a difference in the world and feeling kind of drained and decided to completely leave that career industry behind and just bring my skill set over to sustainability. So, you know, I took a big risk and definitely took a pay cut and started freelancing and picking up clients and just trying to make things happen on my own and run my own business. And, you know, it's, it's definitely been a journey, but it's paid off. So I think my family and friends are really excited to see me doing something I really love and I'm passionate about and it's successful. So, you know, and then on the, on the other side, I've gotten some interesting, challenging feedback from some workshop attendees who, who ask questions about, you know, zero waste being approachable for every income level and every race and gender, et cetera. So being really equitable. And I think, you know, I welcome those questions. I love having those challenging conversations, bringing everything to the forefront that we need to talk about. You know, I like that word equity so many times in these conversations, people do get left out. So I really appreciate the fact that you're addressing some of that. Yeah. Yes, I definitely, I understand where people are coming from when they do criticize that about the zero waste industry. If I guess you could say it's industry now, but um, yeah, I I think um, we have some work to do. We definitely do. And it's a work in progress. I think it's a very, very new endeavor for most people who are in this world and, you know, in supply and demand, the more people that are getting on board, the, the cheaper materials will be and hopefully we can, we can get there. Absolutely. So do you actually do workshops also for companies and organizations? I do. Yes, I do um, private workshops and customized workshops. So I basically offer my, the workshops that I've already made the content that I produced in a private setting. And then I also offer a completely customized workshop where company can send me or an organization or community group, whatever it is, they can send me a list of questions or obstacles or problems they specifically have around zero waste as it relates to their group. And I will put together a presentation and address all their issues. Like for example, I just did one with a production studio here in New York city. They wanted to start composting. So I reached out to their waste hauler who offers composting as a service as well as waste removal. I, you know, got pricing for them. I, ta- I taught them how to compost and how to use it. I did a waste audit in their office. And then I talked about all different ways that they can go zero waste on their production sets as well. So that's an example of something. That's really interesting because I was going to ask you, have you seen any particular industries or companies that are leading the charge in this? You, know, you mentioned production company. What other kinds of companies have you seen interest from? Yeah, I've had a lot of schools reach out to me that want to talk to their students about it, which is amazing because that, you know, the next generation is really super important and crucial to this movement. So 
that has been really nice. I've seen a lot of a lot of reach outreach from schools and some universities too. Um, and then a couple of consumer packaged goods companies have reached out. But yeah, I would say for the most part, it's been it's been schools and some office buildings. Maybe your school counseling background will come again. Yes, exactly. So Nicole, I like to end the show, and you've given quite a bit of advice already. You know, if you could share some additional sort of words of wisdom with the audience, what would it be? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing and the mission of my workshops and my workshop series is I want to make zero waste approachable. I don't want it to be intimidating. So I think the biggest thing I can say is when you take it piece by piece and you deconstruct your life and kind of zero wasteify one part of your daily routine at a time, it doesn't have to be difficult. And really, when you think about it in simple terms, zero waste or low waste is a much more minimal way of life. I mean, you're buying less, you're consuming less, you're reusing the same thing. Ultimately, you should be spending less. Um, you should have less stuff around. And it really is kind of refreshing to live that way. Um, you know, you're buying secondhand and vintage and used. So I think I just, I want people to know that it doesn't need to be scary. You don't need to live have your trash produced in a jar for an entire year. Like that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to have people become more mindful, really considerate of the brands they're supporting and putting their dollars behind and doing better. Just do a little bit better than what you're doing now. And that's all we, that's all I want people to do. You know, I really appreciate you said it a few times now to compartmentalize. And then you, I think mm -hmm. those two things really go hand in hand together. So I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to no, I mean, if you don't mind, I'd love to tell people where they can find um, more information about my workshops. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, my website is zerowastenyc.info. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's zerowastenycworkshop. So I'd love to hear from you guys and always feel free to message me, email me. I love talking about this and offer any advice I can. I will put links to both in the show notes. Great. Yeah, thank you, Raj. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard, please give us a rating and review at Apple Podcast. Bigger Than Us is a Nexus PMG production. And if you want to show your support and help us grow, please share with a friend or reach out to us on social media where you'll find us under our Nexus PMG handle.